This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds, affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host, Sandra Esto, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. Welcome to Cyber Mindful with Sandra. I am so excited to be this 2023 with you and together learn more about cyber safety, cybersecurity, data privacy, and all the things that we can do together to not only increase the cyber safety of our family, our businesses, ourselves, but also to incorporate some basic and simple well-being practices that will allow us to be more present when we use technology. And today, the topic I want to share, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's about privacy. And the reason I want to share with you privacy is because January 28th is the celebration of Privacy Day. I mean, this is the perfect time for us to talk about why, why this topic matters. And as I was doing my research and looking everywhere for, you know, what are the things, what are the trends, and, you know, what is important about privacy these days, I, I want to give you an overview of privacy. I want to, I, I want to talk about, you know, what, you know, how, how we created a holiday and, you know, what are the things simple things that you and I can do on Privacy Day, again, January 28th, to to serve and to, you know, to to honor that day. But most, most, most and honoring that day is to improve our own safety, our own privacy. And, you know, especially with how things go online, it, it's, Overwhelming. I, I get that. So if you have an opportunity, a five-minute opportunity on January 28th, you can take one more step towards securing your information and your family and your business. So why not? You know, when, when I was doing my research, I'm thinking, okay, what holidays, of course, are important things, right? We, we celebrate, we just celebrated the holidays, you know, the closing of 2022. And now the next upcoming holiday is Valentine's Day. So are, are you a Valentine's kind of person? Like, do you just celebrate? Do you do special things? Are you, are you in love with that holiday? And are you celebrating love with that holiday? To be honest, my husband and I, we have been married for over 20 years. And since we got married, we decided 
that we were not going to celebrate <laughs> Valentine's Day because we wanted to be, you know, we, we wanted to remind ourselves every day about love and about celebrating the other person and not just one day. Now that over time, what, I, what, what we realized is when we just started our marriage, that was fine. But with life, things get busy, you know, we're each other in our careers, in our things. And having a holiday and having a time where you can spend quality time and you can be together and you can celebrate in whatever way you like to celebrate that day, it's so it's so refreshing. It's so easy. It's so perfect because not the commercial part of the holiday, but but the reminders that are everywhere, everywhere that that day is all about love. It's all about doing something special for that significant other, for that person that you love, for that person that you care so much about. And it could be something so simple as, you know, writing a, a post-it note saying, I love you. I mean, that's what we do. We, you know, we, we do things like, you know, t tiny things for each other. And, and that day in particular, I might buy a balloon or I don't know. I, I, I haven't think about that much about Valentine's Day. <laughs> Honestly, but I will do something special for my husband because it's it's a time we can celebrate. Now, if you don't believe in Valentine's Day and, or you're not in a relationship, that's okay too. You know, some you know one thing that I learned the I think that that has been my most important lesson is practicing self love and. If you're not in a relationship with another person, you are in a relationship with you and yourself. And honoring that relationship, the most important relationship in your life, you. So if you don't have a Valentine, do your own Valentine with you and do the things that you love. Do the things that make you happy. Do something and tell me about it. <laughs> send me a message. Send me a comment. Do, do uh, write a, a, a review or, or you can go to social media. I would love to know what, what, what is that one thing that you will do for, for you on Valentine's Day. Okay. Now, speaking of holidays, going back to data privacy. So that's holidays, of course, are reminders, are, are those special dates that we celebrate that special thing that the holiday celebrates. As, as I just mentioned, Valentine's Day celebrates love. So Data Privacy Day, of course, celebrates data privacy and how, you know, what are the things that we need to do, whether it's at home or in a business to protect our information. Now, the history and how, how this holiday came about. It started in Europe. Actually, they did a survey uh, to the citizens in the, in the European community. And what they found out is that people didn't understand what were their privacy rights. And because of that, the Council of Europe and the European Commission decided to set a date in 2007, so January 
28th of 2007 started the beginning of Privacy Day, and since then it has been celebrated. So again, the idea was to engage and, and create more awareness about the importance of data, personal protection, and what, what were the rights and, and the responsibilities that we have as citizens, as, as owners of that data. Now, in 2009, Representative uh, David Price from the DNC introduced the House resolution that in January 28th of 2009, National Data Privacy Day becomes also a holiday in the United States. And that resolution passed unanimous. So that means... 402 votes against zero. So that was amazing. And since then, Privacy Days has been celebrated here in the United States too. Now, how, how could we celebrate that? In the same way that you do something for other holidays, like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or Father's Day or Fourth of July, like you do something every time that you want to celebrate the holiday. So what what are some of the things that we could do on Privacy Day? And I was just thinking, you know, even a five-minute, a five-minute action that you can take, and it, it will help you to secure your online presence. For example, you may choose, you may choose a password. That matters a lot to you, you know, whatever that password is in your life, you know, maybe one of your bank accounts or maybe one password that you you have been meant to change because you know you're using a a repeated password in other accounts. And you know that if someone gets hold of your password and it is the same password in this very important account, you might be in trouble. You might be, you know, at risk, maybe it's your bank, maybe it's your, you know, Amazon account, or it's your email account, or or your Apple ID, or whatever you know, account that has data and has credit cards and that has financial information associated with. So maybe this is a good day for you to change that one password. And if that's the case, you could use my system for how to make passwords meaningful. And I, you know, I choose to use a phrase and a phrase that inspires me and that makes me happy. And that actually it's part of my routine every day. Now I use a password manager, so I don't have to remember a hundred phrases because I will be insane, right? But a password manager is an amazing way for you to Secure your passwords. And I, I know what you're thinking. You're like, okay, I just read that last pass was hacked. Why is the password manager safe? Like, how is that private? How is that going to be safer? What it is? And I understand that. And yes, there was a hack. Yes, some passwords were compromised. But most companies that their business is to protect passwords will have more robust systems in place to protect that information. And I do trust a password manager with my passwords. I do use a particular password manager that I think is amazing. And I'm going to put a link in my, actually in my 
notes of the show so you you can check it out i mean it's it's the one that i use and i love it i've been using it for years and that's one of the top three password managers that i rank and it gives me peace of mind so is that for you amazing good for you if it's not for you then at least change that one password that can make a difference in your life now the other thing that you could do in privacy day is that if you have been thinking about, oh, I got to do two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication or 2FA, you know, the, the, we talk about that the other day and it's about that second verification method that you will have beside your password. So, you know, when you get your bank account and you want to ac access your bank account, they send you a code, they text you a code number, and then you you are able to sign in into your bank. Well, in the same way, you should, you know, we all should do that with our bank accounts, our email accounts, our social media accounts, like Amazon, like all of these accounts that have available two-factor authentication, you, you know, definitely I highly recommend that you do that. So pick one and just go to the settings of privacy or security, and then it will tell you 2FA, just put a code in there and, you know, celebrate you when you do that step. And if you want more information of how to do it, there is a video, I know I did a, a blog post just about two-factor authentication and how you can set it up easily. Or you can check out our social media at Way to Protect. And I, I'm pretty sure you can follow easy steps to set that up. Now, why, why is data privacy important? Going back to, to the conversation of, of data privacy. Well, today, with the amount of data that we have, the amount of information that is about us, it is imperative to have something that can help not only regulate having laws and having rules in place, but, you know, a way, a framework that can allow our information to be shared, our information to be added and to be removed in a way that is consistent with our consent. So I, I view privacy as, as one of those things that, are really our fundamental human rights. Like we we deserve to have some privacy. You know, you you don't have people don't have to to know everything about you. Let's say your medical information. Like so if if all that information is made available publicly, maybe you do, you have a particular condition and, and if that limits your ability to maybe get another job, if that information is just being disclosed and now, you know, used against you, um, you know, information about background checks. That's why at least in Europe, it's been very, it's very tricky to do background checks because, you know, the, the, the privacy and how much and how, how opened and how, how an individual can be measured or can be labeled or can be profiled because of all you know, things that maybe happened in the past or things that maybe, you know, that person did something once and, and now it's just been labeled forever as that incident 
with that incident. So I, I work a lot in the European uh, GDPR, it, which is the one of the biggest privacy laws that, that are out there. But there are so many nowadays. Um, I work also in the California privacy law. I work in so many different initiatives implementing these frameworks, implementing for companies the way that they manage the data and the way that they can comply with the law. Because what happens is with the amount of data and the, the crazy uh, large information about, you know, the, the, the large amount of information about us, that means somebody has to do something, somebody has to regulate, right? Otherwise, it will be like the Wild West. It's been for a while in some cases, and in some some states don't have as robust data privacy laws. And, and when data, like a data breach happened, there's not so much protection in some cases or some countries for that data when it's lost. And in, in other cases, when maybe information about, like I said, health information or information about minors, they have specific laws, you know, that need to be followed and that need to be very clear for organizations that work with children data or with work with patients data or that work with financial data. So it's just, just an incredible um an incredible and comprehensive program in 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 or, or I don't know if it's a, I, I don't know I don't want to say it's a program but it's it's the laws and regulations that that allow us to protect our privacy whether it's at, at an individual level or at, as an organizational level now some of these countries and and there there has been so many topics at least in the United States for maybe creating one day like a federal law, privacy law. Like some states will have a privacy law and it's very complicated for organizations. Like they have to do certain things for Californians that are very different to what they have to do for another location. Like, I don't know, Chicago or Wisconsin or Texas or Virginia. So like every, every state is different in that regard. And it makes so much complicated because imagine your website data and how like you have to do, you know, certain things if people from California access your website. So they need to know, you know, what kind of information and how are you sharing that information with whom are you sharing that information, but it's not the same everywhere. So it would be amazing one day to have, you know, like a federal privacy law that covers every every state and that really protects us as consumers because that's what the, the the privacy laws are all about about protecting you and me and I I I love this topic. I, I love privacy. I love to to own how much is there about me and to be able to to make make to make my own choices. So when I when I check out, for example, my social media profiles, for a long time, my profiles, everything I had was private. I never had any public thing. And then now becoming a speaker, a corporate trainer, 
a TEDx speaker, you know, an author, all of that opened a whole different world for me because now I needed to have a public profile and it was very uncomfortable for a while. But, you know, you do what you got to do for what you believe needs to happen. And for me, believing that teaching about cyber safety and sharing my story and sharing my information is how I can move the needle. It's how I can make a make a difference in, in your life, make a difference in, in a company life that is implementing a program. And it fulfills my dream. I mean, everything that happened happened for me for a reason, you know, having my identity theft nightmare for six years and, and going and navigating this crazy entrepreneurial journey and, and where I am now, it's just been amazing. And having the opportunity to share it in a way that I still have some privacy left. I still have, you know, I'm very protected of some of my information, but I, at the same time, I'm, I'm able to share as much as I, I can about my life and about how, you know, what it's all about for me. So I'm excited that you are part of this podcast and that we together get to learn how you can do that too. Like, what are the things that you care to protect? What are the things that you would love to maybe, you know, close a little bit? Like if, if you have, let's, I'll pick one, your birthday. Like I don't make my birthday public. That's one thing I'm like, not going to happen because my friends know when my birthday is. So I don't put, I don't put that in social media because it's another data point of me outside. And yes, there are so many things that people can collect about you. There is so much public information already about you, but I don't need to contribute to be, to have more available information on the social media channels that, that could be used against me. So that's one example of how I, I you know, protect my information. Now, let's talk about what are some simple ways that you protect, you can protect your data during privacy day, but also beyond privacy dates. So let's talk about put on passwords on your phone and tablets. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen someone with a phone and they don't have a passcode, they don't have biometrics, they have nothing. And what happens if that phone gets lost is that anyone can access that phone right away. There's no protection. I know it's convenient because you don't have to be tapping. You don't have to be putting your finger or your eyes or typing the, the pin number. But if someone gets hold of your phone, it will be so easy for them to, you know, Take, take your information. So why risk it if it just takes a split, you know, it's a few seconds for you to, to set up the password and for you to also lock and unlock your phone when you need it by, you know, on your terms, not because somebody else now has access to your information. So that will be number one. If you don't have a passcode, amazing thing you could do during privacy day set one. You could also review and, and choose those notifications that you have. You know, when, when your phone is locked, if you already have a password, right? 
but it will tell you so and so is calling you so and so is telling you and it gives you a lot of information like it, sometimes it shows you a partial of the of the message sometimes it shows the phone number i mean it shows a lot of information so depending on who you are and where you are if you are in a in an area where a lot of people have access to you that might be something you want to consider to change the settings of those notifications so you don't have if someone is just walking by your phone they don't have to see who's calling you maybe your doctor is calling you or maybe the you know there are certain things that you might not want to have everyone to to be able to see so and another great easy peasy privacy setting you can change on privacy day or before, <laughs> either way. Now, the other one is keeping your online searches and browser and browsing to yourself. What does that mean? Well, every time that you browse something online, there is a tracker that is put into your phone. And all your information that you go out and search, I don't know if I've... <laughs> pretty sure it has happened to you. Like you're even thinking about a particular you know, thinking about shoes or thinking about where are you going to have dinners? And then all of a sudden you start seeing ads or things about shoes or cars that you were just either browsing online or were just even having that conversation. So that, you know, you could set the privacy to your phone or your, your devices for that not to happen. And on top of that, you could use a VPN a virtual private network, which allow you to even make that data transaction, you know, whatever you do with your phone or with your computer, even more private because it will encrypt the data, meaning it will it will send the data through a private channel that only you can can do. Now, the thing with v VPNs that I want to advise you is don't use a free VPN. You know, these are one of those things that you don't want to do free because when something is free, you, you might be the product. And a VPN allows you, it's amazing, allows you to, to have a more secure connection if you ever have to use a public Wi-Fi. But if you use a, a, a free VPN, they also now have access to all the data that you share and you don't want to have that. So when you sign up for, for VPN services, I, I encourage you to read the terms and conditions and the privacy notices so you know how and with whom they are sharing your information. So now uh, another thing that you could do in Privacy Day is Think about who, you know, what kind of information is out there about you and who shares, you know, who, who do you share with? Like who has access to your phone number? Who has access to your address? How, you know, who, um, it's, it's, you know, what, what kind of information out there would you like to limit? And if there is something that you can come up, take that action that day. Um, another another thing that also happened that relates to privacy, and in this one, I want you to be very mindful. If you ever have to share your phone or, or your 
credit card information or something like your address or, or your date of birth or so your social security number, something like that, because you are in a doctor's office or maybe you are in a public place and you're doing a purchase or something. If you ever have to do that, just be mindful who's around you. Because anyone could be listening to that conversation, to, to be listening to to your to your to your personal information. I gotta tell you, I was in a I was traveling last week and I was in the plane. And have you ever seen those tags that you put in your luggage, right? You know, you put your your luggage with your name and your address. And I, I was just that person was just in front of me and the tag happened to be just, you know, wide opened and it had her cell phone number, her, you know, address, full name. I mean, a bunch of information that anyone could easily just snap a picture of it. And now they can just start scamming you or start just contacting you. And, and, and it just, that kind of public information is not needed. You, you don't have to have that. And especially because it was a carry-on. So you don't have to do that in a carry-on. I mean, it's with you anyway. So that, that will be a, another privacy thing you could do if you're using those um, luggage tags. You know, just limit the information that you have there. And for that, it's amazing to maybe if you try a, a Google number, and, you know, some something like that that protects more your your phone number and just use something online. So um, I guess the last the last thing that you could do in privacy day that I want to share with you is update your devices. Come on, you know, updating your phone, your computer or or your tablet. It takes so many, so few minutes. You just go to your settings and just go to, you know, See if there is an upgrade available or an update available and tap on it and just install that. Why is that important for privacy? Well, because when updates happen, what they do is they close some of the gaps or some of the holes that are in your operating system or on the or on the apps that you have. And those could be bugs. Those could be, you know, malicious things that cyber monsters could exploit or could go and access your phone through those, you know, open vulnerabilities or open holes. So why would you do that? Like, if it takes just a few seconds to update your phone, that will be amazing for you to to feel that you have peace of mind online because now you're having a phone that is fully updated, fully protected. And, you know, that that's one of those things that w- will make you feel so much better. And you can give yourself a high five. <laughs> that's what I do every time I do something with my technology. High five myself because it makes me happy because it relates to my safety, the safety of my family. And I celebrate it. I see everything in my cyber world as all the things that allow me to be more protected. So I don't see my password as a, ah, oh, a password. No, I see a password as an excited, excited <laughs> and, and, and necessary thing that will protect my bank accounts, that protects my money, that protects my accounts, that protects my identity. So that's how I see. I don't see just random numbers out there. So, and the more robust I can be with those passwords or the more 
in, I can be with my updates or with with the things like using not using public Wi-Fi or 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 doing the things that will reduce the amount of data that I share in social media that is personal and that it can be used against me for someone to impersonate me. I mean, the better. I mean, at the end of the day, nobody can do data privacy or, or privacy or cyber security or cyber safety for you. And even, even if you are the most, the richest person in the planet, you still are the one person that clicks. Like it happened to Jeff Bezos that he, he got a message through his WhatsApp um, app from a person that he thought it was real and he clicked on that link and he got infected. And what I'm telling you is that no matter who you are and how many resources and how many people do the technology for you or around you, and if you have staff and multi-million dollar, billion dollar companies, you still have that phone. You still have that picture that you take. You know, you still have that relationship with technology. And because of that, it's on you to protect it. That's it. Nobody else can. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I am so, so, so happy that we are together in this journey and that this year is going to be an amazing year for both of us. It's, it's, it's how we can make a difference, a real difference in this industry, a real difference in the amount of cybercrime and, and, and data losses that happen out there. So we might not have control over everything that happens with our information, but we do certainly have a lot to do with how we manage our own digital footprint and how we manage our own information, how much we share or not share. And like I said, in one of my previous episodes, you are what you click. So <laughs> with that, I'm going to close today. So I want you to, to be super, super, super amazing with your day. I, I wish you the best week ever. And again, Privacy Day, January 28th. Think of me. Think about one action that you can take. And most importantly, <laughs> just enjoy. Enjoy your relationship with technology. And um tag me or, or send me a message. And if you could leave a review in this podcast, it will be amazing. That's one of the most important things for a new show. And I will really appreciate if you do that. And I also want to know about you and how are you liking this show? And, and it's a two-way conversation and, and let's do that. Let's have that two, two-way interaction. So with that, I love you. I have a have a wonderful day and remember to be I am. Be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Be I am now. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way to protect Again, it's way number two, protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me, check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am, 
BIM Now.